0: He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now.
1: Another thing is to check. Um, there's various tools that you can use. Right, uh, it's it's good to to get into those those tools because they will really give you suggestions that uh, you yourself might not necessarily come up with. So there's one that's called uh, Uber Suggest uh, that gives you some pretty good. Uh, ideas. You can type in some of your your basic um, ideas, and then that'll give you variations on that and yeah. other options, similar things that uh, people would search. Um, there's also a bunch of paid tools that you can use that will give you uh, keywords that will also highlight keywords that your competition is ranking for. Just to um, show you, maybe some words that you can also target that you could might outrank your uh, could maybe outrank your competition. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform.
0: What's up, all my Slick Talkers? This podcast is sponsored by Hostfully. You've heard them on the show before when I had David, the co-founder of Hostfully. What Hostfully does for the industry is create digital guidebooks, and they're a property management platform so you can manage your vacation rental or boutique hotel on Hostfully directly. I think we can all agree that 2020 has been a wild year, but with this year has come a lot of great things like Hostfully and the software that they have created. Hostfully is making it easier to help optimize your listing and your vacation rental so that way you and your team can grow and thrive. During this time, not only are they a great software and platform for vacation rental managers and small boutique hotel owners to use, they are a very insightful company. They use a bunch of integrations and partnerships with other companies in the space to find the most compelling data to help make sure that any user or industry expert has the tools and resources to make sure that they are literally optimizing and using everything to their advantage. Things like industry reports and white papers and data insights are key to understanding how to continue to move forward, and Hostfully does this super well. Now I want you to take a look at the show notes below, see the link that says Hostfully website, click that, and if you sign up and get a guidebook or onboard to their software, use the code SLICKTALK20 to get 20% off, and you will not regret it, I promise. So go ahead, go to Hostfully.com and get signed up today. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Slick Talk the Hospitality Podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers. Today I have an amazing guest, and we're gonna talk about copywriting and all things that I am not very good at. So I'm excited to have Juliana here on the show. Welcome. It's nice to see you again after a couple of weeks of of you know getting prepped for this episode. How you been?
1: I'm pretty good. Hi, Will. Thanks for having me on.
0: Of course. Of course. So for the audience's perspective, can can you tell us where you're at? and uh, what you kind of do in the industry um, for hospitality providers.
1: Yeah, uh, so I am based in a small town of Mainz in uh, Germany, and I'm a copywriter for the hospitality industry. So I mainly work with uh, hospitality-related businesses like hotel tech companies, hotels, um, and uh, other business in the hotel industry and write um, things like blog posts, customer stories, and other online content for them.
0: Awesome. And when we first talked, you have a pretty sweet background and story on how you kind of got to this. So I really want to to dive in, just kind of right out the gate and figure out how did you get into the industry? What kind of clicked for you to be like, you know what, I'm going to start doing copywriting for hotels and tech companies in the hotel hospitality space?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I always wanted to be in... Uh... In hospitality like that's something I, uh, I wanted to do for quite a while when I was uh, finishing up high school I thought that would be like my dream career because. I always enjoyed traveling and going to uh, all kinds of different countries, um, I think my parents instilled that in me because. Um, I grew up in Germany, but uh, my mom's German my dad's American so we would often travel to the US to meet our family there and always explore new and different places around the country and. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of had this love for traveling early on and working in hotels just kind of seemed like the straightforward choice. So I studied hotel management, I got to do internships in uh, Switzerland and Thailand, um, which confirmed my choice that I really wanted to be in the hospitality industry. And um, yeah, so I got to work in uh, a few great hotels after graduating. And I um, just kind of continued my journey of exploring the world while working in hotels. I got to work in Jordan, in the Caribbean, in Paris. And then um, in the, in my last position, I kind of felt like I wanted to do something a bit uh, um, creative. I'd always enjoyed writing. So I was looking for a way to kind of combine this uh, travel lifestyle and writing. And I came across this uh, discipline of copywriting that I'd never Mm -hmm. really heard of before, right? It hadn't, really occurred to me um, until I found out about copywriting that all this written content out there, someone has to write that, no? So um, yeah, I kind of uh, went on this journey and explored what copywriting is, what do copywriters, uh, what do they do actually, right? And um, I realized that could be really interesting uh, for me to do. So I did some uh, online trainings. And um, actually, when I moved to Bangkok to join my partner there, I was very lucky to get a job with a public relations agency who was looking for a copywriter. And uh, they kind of gave me my, my first chance really. So they kind of uh, let me jump in in the deep end and I got to write for a lot of their amazing clients. We did press releases and um, like event texts and just all kinds of different things. And um, yeah, I was allowed to, to write for, for big name companies uh, that were based in Thailand and were operating there. and um, I learned so much in my time with that agency. But after a while, I felt like, well, I wanted to get into copywriting, but still stay connected with the hospitality industry. So mm. I kind of uh, ventured out part-time on my own and started uh, finding clients in that industry and um, eventually uh, became a full-time copywriter for the hospitality industry, which uh, I'm still doing today, several years later.
0: Wow. So how long have you been doing it?
1: Uh Almost five years now in total. Okay.
0: And have you have you ever seen the TV show on Netflix called Mad Men?
1: I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it.
0: Okay. So that's like when I first discovered, because like, you're right. I didn't know what copyright, I've heard the term copywriting, um, but I didn't, until watching that show, I did not understand it. I was like, okay, whatever. Copywriting is just like, you see it on like books and it's like copyrights and all this other stuff. And I'm like, eh, it's just like, you know, like a legal thing I thought in my head. Um, but getting into that show and binge watching it, you know, during COVID and, and quarantine, I think I fully understood. was like, oh, this is like what people like, they're the ones that create the website you know, copy and the, the ads and the Facebooks. And the. so I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. It clicked. I had a light bulb moment.
1: Um, <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So now that's pretty cool. Um, and now can I just ask what, what the moving around a lot, was that for, was your dad, um military or it sounds like you guys were moving around for was he moving around for work or was the why did you guys move so much and travel
1: well we actually didn't move at all while I was a kid so we lived or I lived my whole life growing up in Germany okay but um we did go back to the U.S. a lot to visit my dad's parents my dad's uh, brothers then he has a bunch of college friends that we would uh, visit on different trips and they're all scattered across the U S so gotcha. on every trip we would visit like different people and uh, see different States. So, uh, that, uh, that brought us to traveling a lot. In the gotcha. US. Yeah.
0: That makes more sense. I, I don't think I fully clicked with that part. Um, <laughs> but what do you have a favorite state that you had when you were growing up to come to or anything, any particular moment or trip that you're like, yeah, I would do that again.
1: I don't really have a favorite state in particular. It was more, Always linked to the people we visit, so yeah. we would visit my uh, grandpa in New Mexico, which I really enjoyed, and uh, then we have a lot of family uh, in various parts of California. I did really like San Francisco. Okay. Um, that's a that's a pretty cool city, I think, and uh, I remember really enjoying Boston as well. Mm. But we didn't spend that much time there, and it's quite a long time ago, so I couldn't really say what I liked so much about the city. I just remember. Uh, really enjoying it, but it was in the summer, so yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if I'd like winters there so much. <laughs> I think German winters are already cold enough, and I heard that on the east coast it gets uh, quite quite chilly and and windy. So
0: yeah, it gets pretty gnarly. From yeah, <laughs> lots of friends and family that live over there, it's intense. So yeah, not a fan. But um, no, that's awesome. So that makes it's such a cool experience to have that leads into obviously the topics of what we're talking about today. Um, but I want to ask you the question right out of the gate and that is uh, what kind of importance can a good copyright for a hotel website or a hospitality business, um, you know, do for that business overall? Um, we've probably, you've probably seen some bad examples of copyright and some really good ones. So I'm kind of curious to see what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah, um, well, I think copywriting can make a huge difference to hotel websites or um, hotel tech providers or really any any business that has a website, right? Because if you think about it, a website is basically like your digital calling card and your digital sales rep, if you will, right? So if someone has never heard of your hotel or your um your bed and breakfast or whatever property you, you operate, right? Whatever uh, accommodation provider you are. And, um, someone doesn't know anything about you. And then they stumble on your website and, um, that's their, their first impression. So you really want to make that good. And there's, well, only a very few things that, uh, that impact that that's for one thing, the layout and uh, the design, the photos, the colors, and then, um, the copy right that's pretty much the only things that are that are happening on the website really and so even if you have wonderful photos and the site is fairly clear to navigate if your texts aren't any good like if they don't engage readers or if they don't speak to them if they don't highlight what's amazing about your property and why people should book with you and not your competition then you really uh, risk losing people and like losing their business. So I think having good copy is really uh, something that can help you drive business and drive bookings to your, your property.
0: Have you seen hotels do too little of copy? Like they don't put enough on there or do you see them put too much copy when it comes to their website? I'm kind of curious because I've seen a little bit of both. I've seen some independent boutique properties where they don't put enough copy where you're like, what 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 happens here at this property is what is there this is there that like i see a picture but i don't know the hours or the you know location or you know menu i don't know there's so many things that go into it but then i've seen hotels where you're like this is a book and a half i don't want to read it and uh so yeah
1: yeah i've uh i definitely see more of the too much um not definitely also be a problem like you mentioned um Sometimes there will be a lot of copy, but not the right type of copy. So like you said, maybe you're looking for the opening hours of the restaurant because you want to have breakfast really early. So you want to know if they're around at five 30 in the morning, Mm -hmm. but you can't find those opening hours, or maybe you're coming with a car. So you need to know that there's a parking spot, but uh, again, you can't find that information. Right. Mm -hmm. But instead they keep going on and on and on about the amazing view and, uh, their fantastic location. But, um, Usually what I see is more of uh, having too much copy, having like these, these big solid blocks of text, like you have a pretty picture and then right next to it is this really long text. And like you said, people see them, they're like, oh, no, no, I'm not gonna read that. And then either yeah. they scroll on or they just click away and there's another booking gone, right? So I think that's one of the most um, common mistakes that just kind of scares a lot of uh, site visitors off from yeah. the get go.
0: Well, I was gonna ask what other key mistakes um, do you see hotels or hospitality businesses making? We already covered like too short of text, uh, too long, not engaging, um, but what makes it more like, what are the key things, I guess, that either uh, you know, key mistakes or the the, the key uh, traits that help create a smooth booking experience with when it comes to copy? So we'll do a little bit of both, a little bit of bad, a little bit of good. <laughs>
1: Um, well, yeah. So one of the bad things that I already mentioned or that we both mentioned is this solid block of text or having too much text that just immediately uh, scares people away and makes them disengage. Um, then there's also, um, if you're not like clearly focused in your copy, right? You have to know who your target audience is. Like this is something that gets uh, like said so many times all over the place. And that's because it's so important, right? Like If you feel like you've heard this before, then that's because it's really, really key. You have to know who your target market is and what they want, what's important to them. Um, In marketing, it's often like, which problem are you solving? Well, maybe as a hotel, you're not really solving a problem, but maybe you're speaking more to a need or a desire. Like someone needs a hotel that's conveniently located close to the airport, close to their uh, convention center that they need to go to for an event or they really want a fantastic honeymoon, they want a great holiday with their family where they can relax and forget about work, right? So you need to know what do people want when they're looking for a hotel in your area? And um, like what's really their desire and then speak to that in your copy. So if you keep uh, telling people just about your great location, okay, that's, that's a good place to start, but what do people want in that location? Like, do they want an adventure holiday where they can do desert safaris and uh, like go riding around in dune buggies or do they want to just chill by the ocean for a week and just not do anything and just completely relax and maybe go to the spa right so you need to really address that in uh, in your copy when you describe your property and describe your amenities your facilities and your services yeah so um sometimes the problem is that hotels get either they stay a bit too superficial and just say, oh, we have this nice thing and we have that nice thing. Okay, that's good, but why should your site visitor care? What benefit are they going to get from that? You have a great spa, okay. What can they do there? They can completely relax. They can just let all the stress melt away. They can uh, get away from the, the hectic uh, sprint of daily life. That's the kind of thing that uh, get them interested in, in your property, right? And um that also ties in with this uh, notion of of storytelling right you want to um, show people the amazing time that they can have at your property by um, using vivid copy that really draws them in and positions you as this place that will offer them this fantastic experience that they're that they're looking for so that's absolutely important to know your target audience and tell them what they need to hear to convince them to book
0: Amazing. So true. And I want to ask is kind of like, a, you know, we're obviously in the times of COVID-19 and it's just a crazy, crazy 2020 year. Um, what, what have you seen? So like, obviously um, before the call, we were talking about, you saw like, you know, there's a little bit of a lull with the COVID stuff. Like a lot of people are just trying to figure out how to save their business, but now that we've kind of gotten used to, you know, not you, like, like it's normal, um, but we're, we've gotten used to, you know, the way travel is right now, the, we're, we're seeing more data, we're seeing more types of travel and trends and pivots uh, a lot recently. Um, What kind of uh, role have you seen as a, as a entrepreneur in the industry who, you know, does copy for hotels and these travel tech companies? Um, You know, what has been, is there any difference from like copywriting pre, you know, pre COVID to where, where we are now, are you seeing it pick up more? Um, be be more intentional. Like, what's what's going on in your world uh, with all of this?
1: Well, for um, if you look at hotel tech providers, for example, there's been um, a great trend in creating valuable content that uh, aims to really help hotels make the most of the bookings they're getting, to make the most of even like the tiniest bit of demand, because like. Even if you give like discounts or you have great packages, like if there's no demand right now or very little demand, then there's just nothing you can do, right? Or if there's like a lockdown, for example, like in Germany right now, hotels are not allowed, like by law, they're not allowed to accept leisure guests. So it's like as a hotel, there's hardly anything you can do now to get more bookings, unfortunately. Yes. So um The the content that I've created with a lot of uh, hotel tech partners right now is just uh, to help uh, hotels once things pick up again a bit, once um, there's what a lot of uh, people are hoping for now, this wave of kind of revenge travel that we saw a bit of in the summer, but um, we're definitely hoping for more of that once things open up again, hopefully in in spring. Um, And then from the hotel side, I think things have become a bit more dynamic with like hotel website copy because obviously your your hotel website copy shouldn't be static, right? Like if you're putting on seasonal promotions or maybe you're adding some new services, you're removing things, you constantly have to update your copy as well. Or maybe um, you just feel like revamping your website a little bit, not redoing the whole thing, but maybe trying to change your your copy here and there to see if that can engage your audience a bit better. And um, there's it's been necessary in the last few months to, to make some of these changes just to add information about what measures um, are you taking at your hotel, right? What are you doing to keep your, your staff safe, to keep your hotel clean, to keep your guests safe, to um, comply with uh, local regulations. So I think that's very, very important as a hotel to be transparent and to include that. And whenever something changes locally that you include that on your website as well and say, okay, we follow these local guidelines and we have our own um, steps that we take, not because we're being told to, but because we want to and because we think that'll make uh, our guests more comfortable. So um, I think that's really important for hotels as well to keep updating that and also be very clear with um, like booking and cancellation policies, right? So we've seen some of the big players with their loyalty programs. Like they were always really upfront about, okay, your points are gonna be valid from here to there. And then we're gonna change it from this date, it's gonna be this way. And I think even smaller groups or small like independent hotels can do that and give guests really clear information about saying, okay, if you book now, or if you um, pay in advance now then you'll get like uh, extra credit uh, later on. Mm -hmm. And um, like really be very, very clear and tell people what benefits might they have if they, if they book now or if they buy stay credits at your hotel? What are you going to give them when they come stay with you in maybe six months or within the next year or something like that? Yeah. So, um, and just always really keep, uh, keep updating things because right now so much is moving around and there's so much unclear that uh, like people are confused. They don't, they're not hundred percent sure. Like make sure that your website gives information that's as clear and as up-to-date as possible.
0: Great. No, that's perfect. Um, I'm curious to know, do you, do you, um, do you think more, more hotels now that we're a lot like, now that it was, it was kind of slower and there's a lull, um, they were starting to, I, we saw like kind of two, two reactions with COVID, you know, complete. All right. We're just going to wait and just we're not going to do anything. We're just going to wait till the st- stuff picks up. Like in the beginning, I think a lot of people did that, like not knowing how long this was going to go. And yeah. now that it's been going on for so long, and still slow, but busy, because we're always updating. Are you seeing more hotels start to be like, okay, since that we are open, but we're not at high occupancy or ADR or whatever, um, we're going to work on our on our business to communicate this. And like, for when we can open up more, um, we're ready. Are you seeing some of that when it comes to people being intentional with their websites and getting all this stuff done? Or are they just kind of, eh, we'll wait until things open up again?
1: Um, yeah, a bit of both, really. Um, you see some hotels that are getting really creative and using this kind of downtime to try something new, be it with services that they offer or, um, like you said, with their, with their website, maybe even their social media. But there's also this, um, this challenge right now that some hotels just don't have the money, like even if they want to try something new or update, um, like make updates to their, their website or their content. Uh, they don't have the manpower because those people have been furloughed, the ones yeah. that might be doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, and then maybe your team is smaller. So you don't have the, the time or the, the manpower to, uh, to invest in, in things like that. So I think it's, um, it, it's a bit too easy to say like, Oh yeah, you have all this downtime now. So go update your website and go yeah. do all these cool <laughs> things. Uh, it's, it's not quite as easy as that. Um, for a lot of hotels, and I, I understand that, but I, I think now would definitely be a good time to to look over, um, be it your website or uh, even some, some service standards, like brainstorm some new ideas of things that you could do once the hotel reopens to, to stand out and um, have some interesting new things that you can share on your site and via your social media channels as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's a good segue into what I wanted to ask you was um, some like basic SEO practices, because as we're starting to update things, um, you know, I, I think a lot of hoteliers in the sense of like big chain companies like Marriott or Hilton's or IHG, they, you know, they're, they're pretty well on top of like SEO and doing all this other stuff, but independence uh, mom and pop shops, inns, bed at breakfasts that have a website. So that's good, but they don't understand like what it takes to have good SEO and how copyright plays a role. Can you give us some basics, uh, you know, pra- practices for that? Uh,
1: sure. I mean, with SEO, it's, it can be pretty hard to compete if you're an independent hotel, like uh, you're not affiliated with big uh, with big brands, or um, you're like you said a small mom and pop operation. <clears throat> but there's definitely some things you can do to uh, to stand out or to like do a bit better on on the search engines. For example, um, like including keywords is uh, is a big thing. You you hear that all the time because that is a, a big thing that you can do. And um, for example, instead of trying to go after these really big keywords that, uh, that everyone is using like, um, hotel in like your city's name or yeah. boutique hotel in this city's name. Um, like that's, you're not going to rank for that probably because like booking.com is going to be there. Expedia is going to be there, Airbnb. And then after that, um, like a whole bunch of blog posts that are like the top ten uh, boutique hotels in San Francisco or top ten downtown hotels in New York. Like, there, those articles take up uh, page one through like three, four, five on on Google. So, mm-hmm. um, I think rather target some keywords that really uh, speak to some of your your unique selling points. So, be that <clears throat> something relating to a service you offer. Um, something uh, special about your your location that sets you apart from your competition and then um, something else that's that's really important is your like your site loading speed for example uh, that's something that I think a lot of uh, businesses overlook um, if your site loads too slowly then Google can penalize you for that so mm. really look at are your photos compressed do you have videos on your website like how could you better embed them or um, add them to your site without bogging it down and making it slow. Um, maybe can you check with your hosting provider if there's anything they can help you with to, to speed things up a bit. Um, like there things can get a bit technical, but if you have a, a website developer that can maybe give you some tips, the, the person that created your website, like if they, can, uh, if they can give you some information, then that would really, really help. And um, Another thing that often gets overlooked um, by hotels, I think, is also um, having links coming back to your website. So um, try to work with maybe local media or with, um, with bloggers or try to get some kind of media features that link back to your website, not necessarily because that in itself drives a lot of traffic, but having these backlinks to your website gives your site more authority and makes you kind of look better in front of Google, if you Mm. will. So if you have um, good quality websites linking back to your hotel, then that can also help you rank better. And of course it can drive traffic too. So um, there's, uh, there's those two options as well.
0: Those are really good points. I forget how important backlinks are. So it's a good good one that you uh, bring that up. I, yeah, it's one of the hidden gems that you're like, oh yeah. 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 I got to do more of that. Um, I want to know some
1: time to build those though. Right. So uh, it's not, it's not something like, uh, with your, your keywords, you can do that in an afternoon, right? You can Mm -hmm. do keyword research and then update your, your copy to include that, but building backlinks, that's really the long game, right? Like you have Mm -hmm. to find people to collaborate with. Not, uh, not everyone you contact is going to give you a feature in their media. Um, but really like, just work on that consistently and you will get those backlinks and it'll, it'll take a few months. Right. And uh, um, but you will start seeing results. If you keep putting in that work.
0: Agreed. I do the same thing with the podcast. So I totally get it. (laughs) It takes a little bit longer on the podcast side, like a couple of years, but no big (laughs) deal. Uh, (laughs) Awesome. Well, I also, maybe, do you have any copywriting tips for people that like, you know, obviously, you want people to come to you that's like you're an expert in this field so obviously but like any kind of diy do-it-yourself type um, style things obviously those are really great seo tips that people can do Uh, but when it comes to copyright like for example can you tell us like how do you even find out what keywords to use that's like one thing i think i always you know like you, you you hear keywords isn't really important, but you're like, okay, well, how do I know what keywords to use? Like I can use, I could type in hotel and motel and BNB and all this other stuff, but are they actually ones that are going to work? So that's a good question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's important because sometimes keyword research gets mistaken with just kind of thinking and coming up with keywords that you would search for, but what do yeah your clients or your, what does your target audience search for? Right. So, um, if you want to start out like with something really basic, you can type in, um, like say you're, you're a bed and breakfast, uh, in, in some beach town. So you can start by typing in, uh, the bed and breakfast in that town. And then you scroll all the way to the bottom of Google and you see people also searched. Mm. Right. And then you can maybe see suggestions with, um, Pet-friendly bed and breakfasts in the beach town, right? Because mm. not all of them accept pets, but maybe you do. So maybe that's yeah. something that you can uh, highlight. Um, then another thing is to check. Um, there's various tools that you can use, right? Uh, it's it's good to to get into those those tools because they will really give you suggestions that uh, you yourself might not necessarily come up with. So there's one that's called uh, Uber Suggest. Uh, that gives you some pretty good uh, ideas. You can type in some of your your basic um, ideas, and then that'll give you variations on that and yeah. other options, similar things that uh, people would search. Um, there's also a bunch of paid tools that you can use that will give you uh, keywords that will also highlight keywords that your competition is ranking for, just to um, show you maybe some words that you can also target that you could might outrank your uh, could maybe outrank your competition for. But um, I think to get a really comprehensive guide on keyword research, I would check out uh, Neil Patel. He's like a, an oh, yeah. SEO guru, and he has like a, a guide that's, I don't know how many pages long, but it really gives you a step-by-step uh, guide, step-by-step instructions that you can follow. And um, he tells you exactly how to... Um, how to do some really solid keyword research and find good words to uh, rank for where you actually have a chance to rank for them.
0: Yeah. A chance. mm Yeah.
1: That's, uh, that's something I would start with, with, uh, keyword research. Then, um, other DIY tips would include, as I already mentioned, uh, check that your files are optimized, right? Like if you have photos or things like that, um, really see that they're compressed. Obviously they should be high quality, but, uh, you don't want them to, to be too large and just like totally slow down your site. And, um, another thing I would go for is like, we already mentioned, you want to speak your audience's language, right? Yeah. And a good way to find out what people actually say about your services or the services they enjoyed, or they really like is go read your reviews. And, um, for one thing, pick out what really stood out to people. Maybe what stood out to them is not what you think would stand out most to them, right? So go and find those, those things that people really love and um, write down how they talk about them. Maybe mm-hmm. they refer to them differently than you do. But um, if you kind of find the same phrases or similar phrases again and again, then that would also be something to include in your copy. Because if that's the way people write about it and it's um, it's important enough for them to mention it on a TripAdvisor or a Yelp review or on a Google review, then that's something they might type into the uh, search engine, or it's something that would jump out to them if they read that on your website.
0: That's really um, good. I like that. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's, uh, that's actually a fun thing too, because it also helps you go through your reviews, maybe while you're reading them, you reply to a few, um, if you want to speed that up, you can also copy and paste reviews. Like I would go for like the longer ones. Like some people really put a lot of time into a review. Like if it's a one-liner, unless they really mention something good, if they say just great service. Okay. Yeah. Skip that one. But um, if they have like written a proper paragraph, copy and paste several of those um, into there's a tool called, I forget the name, something word cloud. Like it's a, it's a website you can use. It's, um, it's free. You just paste all of those reviews in there. Um, It can be several hundred words. And then this tool will create a word cloud for you. Mm. So you'll see like words and phrases that come up a lot. And then you can try to find ways to put those words and phrases into your website copy.
0: So Um, good. So good. I love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's something that you can do fairly easily yourself. And then um, when you read through your copy, try to find things where you can Like break up these blocks of text, go through it and really look at what can you cut out? What is not adding value? Like these, uh, there's these filler words that you don't need that, um, that work really well when you speak, but you don't need them in written copy. Uh, Some examples are really, right? That's a word that we use a lot. But when you uh, when you when in written copy, you just you can just throw that out or when we make these really long garden path sentences and you're just kind of wandering around and uh, you're not getting to the point how can you shorten it like keep your sentences short and to the point and really uh show people what uh what you're trying to get to what what's your usp what is their benefit and um cut out cut out the fluff as much as you possibly can
0: cut out the fluff. I love it. That's great. No, I, I get that. No, that's, you got a lot of good stuff and a lot of good tools. And um, I'm kind of curious now for, for people that want, like, let's say don't want to do all this, like this can be like a full-time job in the sense, but wanting to bring someone on like you, um, what, what are the, like the best ways to find someone or to even work with someone that does copywriting? Because I'm, as you're going on into these details, I'm like, yeah, this is a lot to know. This is a lot to learn, especially when, you know, hospitality or running a hotel itself is already a lot to learn and to do, and yeah. especially in the yeah. management roles. Um, so I guess like, what are the you know, best ways to work with a copywriter to make sure that you on your side are getting the most information that you need to make sure that the, the product is good, but then that they're able to feel confident in these results?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, for one thing you can start by just Googling copywriters. It, I don't think it has to be someone who's specialized in, in hospitality. Um, I think it can be really helpful if it's someone who lives reasonably close to your hotel. And um, I mean, once you've actually decided to work with them once like you've gone through kind of a, a bit of a, an interview or getting to know them process yeah. Uh, it would be nice if they could visit your property. Mm. Um, I'm not saying they, you need to invite them to, to stay there, but obviously as if you're, a, if you're a hotel, you can, you can do that just to show them the stay experience. Um, but I always think it's better if you write for a place that you know, that you've seen. So maybe if you can find someone from your area, uh, then that would be fantastic, right? To, uh, to get them to come and really have a, a first-hand experience of what they would be writing about. For sure. But then, if not, I mean, you can still get uh, a great copywriter who lives halfway around the world, right? That absolutely works as well. Um, then, yeah, if you if you find someone, be it via Google or on LinkedIn, um, just drop them a line and, and have a call with them. Most copywriters will offer some kind of 20-minute, um, 30-minute, 45-minute free consultation. Just to get to know them and see, um, like, are you kind of on the same wavelength? Do you get along? Do you have the same vision? Um, it uh, it really depends, right? Like, what type of your what what type of uh, property your your hotel is? What um, what that person might be used to uh, writing? Um, maybe you're not necessarily. Uh, in the same like you don't have the same background maybe you're like a luxury property and that person would be more comfortable writing for uh like family friendly uh, budget properties or something like that so you need to yeah. kind of test that out maybe see things they've written before or um like do a, a paid sample right like uh, maybe have them rewrite one page of your website like something something small that can be done fairly quickly and then see if you if you like that copy and then if you do you can go on with the whole project. I think that's something that works really well and that I do with my clients. Like we'll go and work on one page or one blog post together first. And if we get along well, if um, if things work out, then we we go ahead to like a, a longer term collaboration. Yeah. And um, But yeah, I think one thing that's really important once you've found a copywriter is um, that you really give them a really detailed briefing, right? You need to um, share not just, okay, we need a new website. Yeah, that's okay. That's good. But then uh, you need to tell them or need to share with them who are your your target? Uh, again, who's your target audience? We always come back to that yeah. somehow, right? Uh, so that's a big point. And you also want to uh, give them information about your property, right? Like, of course, all the things that need to be included, like the opening times facilities services that kind of thing but also what do you want to portray right like what kind of um, what kind of services how do you want to make them look do you want to make them look uh, really premium are you targeting more a crowd that's looking for something affordable uh, they need to know or the writer needs to know how to um, how to make your property look to people so uh, give them really all the information they need and um, be present and responsive. Like if your writer has questions for you and um, like the longer it takes to get back to them, the longer it'll take to get the, the copy and the longer it'll take to um, like get, the, get edits done and just get the whole thing finalized, right? So yeah. I know hoteliers are super busy and have so much to do and there's yeah. always something going on and there's always unexpected things coming up, but like the longer it takes to communicate and to go back and forth, um, yeah, the, the longer the project is going to drag out and then sometimes it loses steam and it, it gets abandoned. Like I've been there as well, where like a, a project just kind of, um, the copy was pretty much done, but then it took a whole other year before it actually went live. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of too bad because they've invested in it. You've put in the time and you've written it. And then, um, they had like all the wireframes all set up and the the whole website was kind of ready to go, but then something kind of got stuck and, um, yeah, that was kind of too bad to see. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's very important to really be active in the communication. Yeah.
0: It's like and, a relationship. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you're, it's like you're
0: dating, you know, you just gotta <laughs> learn yeah. and, and communicate and, and make sure it's a good fit. And then when it is a good fit to continue not to lose steam and the, the romance and, yeah. and everything.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely a key. And, uh, um, I think also when you're choosing a copywriter, like see how do they communicate with you? How responsive are they? Are they listening to you? Are they incorporating uh, your feedback maybe in this in this trial piece, right? Then, and if you don't have a good feeling, then like maybe look for someone else. Like it's really like you're hiring a member of a team, right? They're going to be a member of your team for some time. So you really need to feel good. Like don't just take the next best person because it's uh, a relative or because it's someone uh, Who's, who's close by and you feel like, oh yeah, well, we should get it over with and just take that person, like take your time, yeah. right? Like it's better to, to take a bit longer and get it done well, rather than just like going ahead and forcing something that's um, not going to end up satisfying you in the end.
0: Totally agree. Smart smart and wise words. Um, well, I appreciate you just doing what you do. And of course, you know, being on the show and bringing all this value and insight to the audience Um, I'm going to ask one last question is any final thoughts or advice you have for any listeners right now um, with you know COVID-19 and just improving their copyright or SEO or just anything under the sun that you want to obviously where people can find you stuff like that Um, and obviously I'm going to include everything in the show notes but any just kind of final thoughts and conclusions for the episode.
1: Well, if you want to get started with uh, copywriting and um, improve your, your hotel website's copy or uh, your hotel business's copy, then um, like, I think it's important to just get started, right? Like It doesn't have to be perfect from day one. Like You can, you can always go back and, and tweak and try new things. And yeah. sometimes maybe you've written something you come back to it a few days later and then you're like oh no wait maybe it's better if i say it like this or if i choose uh uh, some different words or a different phrase or maybe you write down several options of the same headline and come back to them a few days later and you're like okay yeah i think this is the best one and then you you try you put it on the website and see how it how it does there right Mm -hmm. so i think uh there's the saying done is better than perfect right like Mm -hmm. what is perfect anyway so just kind of try and get out there and uh, just get started and then you'll you'll get better you'll get more comfortable with it and um, I think you can really do a lot just by yourself already if you don't have uh, the time or the means to invest in a, an external copywriter right now I think hoteliers they know their property so well they know their clients so well like, you can write amazing copy like you just need to get started you need to get maybe a few basic pointers and you can definitely do it so just get started and uh try and um yeah if you want some basic pointers for a hotel website copywriting you can check out my website i have a, a guide there that you can download for free as well and um yeah i hope that would help some hoteliers kind of get a hang of it and make their hotel look amazing and get more bookings when travel returns
0: Yes, 100% agreed. And you heard it from Juliana herself. I'll include everything in the show notes. So go check out our website. Go ahead and check out that guide. I'm super excited to check it out myself. Juliana, I really am just super thankful for you being on the show. Again, you're amazing. Can't wait to see what you do. And of course, thank you to everyone who has listened to this
1: episode. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast.
0: What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in.